You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital and many other ways to listen. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and this is a show about bicycles and related transport issues. Coming to you from 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And um, on today's show, I've got a fair bit of news to uh, tell you about um, how to stop a highway, an interesting uh, toolkit put out by the uh, US Department of Transport, an interesting bit of timing on that too. Some interesting local news about freewheeling, a new exhibition opening up at uh, ScienceWorks today, I believe. It's something you can do over the uh, festive break if you've got. A bit about the Austral wheel race that was held on Saturday and... Today's interview will be with Councillor Amanda Stone, a Mayor of the City of Yarra. Now, we're touching base upon an issue that we've spoken about a few times on the show this year, about the Warmler Street Plaza issue. And this is an area uh, bounded by Abbotsford and Kew, kind of just off where Concrete, or sorry, I should say Concrete Gardens, Victoria Gardens is down in Abbotsford. And it's a much used area for pedestrians and cyclists and people using that as a, you know, it's a, it's a very important part of where we cross over the, the Yarra River. Of course, I've spoken to Mike Waller earlier and then I spoke to uh, Sue Donovan and uh, they're from the Warmer Street Action Group and uh, CARA Residents Association about what's happening in that area because a decision is imminent, but we don't know what is actually going on. So speaking to Amanda Stone, talk me through a bit of the process from uh, Yarra Council's perspective and Burundara Council as well. Now, on Saturday night, we had the 119th Austral Wheel Race and, uh, again, all the scratch races and the stuff that's on there that night. And congratulations to Stephen Cuff from New South Wales who came in and won that. Pity I didn't get along to see it. I've been on virtually every other one, but 119 years gives you some sense of history of cycling in this country. You think, uh, oh, that's competitive, but it also gives you a feeling of it's over almost 120, 130 years of riding bikes in Australia, either for recreational reasons or just purely for pleasure and transport. Also, another interesting little bit of news is that over on the west side of Melbourne, the Laverton Creek Shared Path is open and the news from Hobson's Bay Council is that uh, that's finally open and it connects McCormick Park to the State Baseball Softball Centre and giving walkers and cyclists a safe passageway. So if you've got a bit of spare time in the next couple of weeks and you've got some time off, get over there and have a bit of a look at that. And another great thing if you're in the inner north is 
Have you been around uh, the Brunswick Velodrome recently? You haven't? Well, go over. It's had a lovely new paint job and it's um, looking very smart there over at the top of Harrison Street in Brunswick East. And uh, if you haven't been over for a while, you probably might not know that uh, the Brunswick Cycling Club have got a very nice new headquarters. I'll get on to the Science Works thing. This is an also, if you're going over the west side, it kicks off today. A travelling exhibition, and it's also uh, from the National Museum of Australia. It's, um, I think, uh, free for kids and $14 of an adult, but please check on that. And it goes to the 5th of February, and that's Science Works to Booker Street over in Spotswood. And uh, Cycling Australia, freewheeling explores the story of over 140 years of cycling in Australia. So I was probably only 10 years off there when I was just discussing um, the Austral a couple of moments ago. And getting back to the exhibition, it shows how bicycles have brought millions of people joy, excitement, freedom and even glory. The exhibition catches the spirit, passion surrounding uh, cycling and the machines have made this possible from the introduction of the first human-powered vehicle known as a bone shaker in the 1860s to penny farlings, safety bicycles, mountain bikes, trick bikes and lightweight racing bikes, people have sought adventure and the pleasure of moving around under their own power. So that's over at ScienceWorks. It's at Museum Victoria, all one word, dot com dot au forward slash ScienceWorks and look at the exhibitions or give them a call on 131102. They're open... Ooh, most times over the festive break, I believe they'll be closed Christmas Day and probably one of the Easter breaks, but that's a fair way off. So that's until the 5th of February if you want to have a go and, and have a look at that over at ScienceWorks. Now, I might as well get into the interview I did with Mayor Councillor Amanda Stone from the City of Yarra about Warmler Street. If you're tired of just giving your loved one stuff every festive season, why not give an ethical gift? Since 2003, the Alternative Technology Association has been installing solar-powered lighting in homes in East Timor without electricity, improving people's lives. Just $50 will buy a solar panel for a family in East Timor. Go to ata.org.au to find out how you can give the gift of light. The Alternative Technology Association is a 3CR supporter. Uses Group Radio. I'm speaking to Councillor Amanda Stone, the new Mayor of the City of Yarra. How are you today, Amanda? I'm great, thanks, Chris. Congratulations on the second time as Mayor of Yarra. I remember interviewing you in 2009 when you became Mayor for the first time. I remember that too. Yes. Similar issues. <laughs> Technical issues. <laughs> but, uh, yes, but uh, hasn't a lot happened in the last... Uh, Seven to eight years, there's a lot of battles yeah. been fought and a lot of good things have happened. But today, we want to talk about something we've discussed a few times on um, the show this year, which is the Warmler Street Plaza issue. Now, we've been to several you know, community consultations this year, and we're still waiting for a decision. So, 
Amanda, do you want to give uh, the process from Yarra Council's perspective? Well, funnily enough, Chris, the last time we did speak was in 2009 and the Minister for Planning at that time had just approved a design for the Salter building on the west of Walmer Plaza, which involved basement car park entries from Walmer Street and an appropriation of part of Walmer Street into this plaza to serve the development. And at that time, we were scratching our head as a council to try and work out how on earth that would work. Eight years later, Walmer Street Plaza, Walmer Street is very, very busy. The number of pedestrians and cyclists using it has increased hugely. And a new development plan was put on the table in the middle of this year uh, with a very unsatisfactory proposal for the plaza. Yes, because we were alerted to it, to the fact that the existing um, ramps at Walmer Street, which is, um, if people are familiar with it, it's near Victoria Street in uh, Abbotsford, near where Victoria Gardens is. It's uh, 607 to 627 Victoria Street. Now, we got um, made attention to it because of those ramps, but there's a lot more going on there. There is. It's one of the key pedestrian and cycling crossings of the river in that area and it's used a great deal by people from Kew going over to public transport on Victoria Street, accessing the main Yarra Trail, uh, pedestrians using uh, to access Burundara and vice versa and the whole interaction between the river, Burundara, Yarra, Victoria Street. It's a very, very busy crossing. Very much so. And it's saying that... Uh from a cycling perspective, there's kind of like two big different types of cyclists I know that use it. It's commuter cyclists, yep. weekend cyclists, and possibly a third. A lot of people, like roadies, wreck cyclists, using that um, link there to go up to the bully to do train yep. training. That's, so it's f- absolutely vital that these, these linkages, which keeps yes. that connectivity within our suburbs instead of everything being, you know, car-focused. Indeed, and that whole plaza is based around car entry to basement car parks. It's not based around pedestrian and cyclist access. Mm. So we've discussed this issue, I think, Pat Poppy, this must be the third time this year on the show. Oh. <laughs> Had uh, Sue Donovan from Walmer Street Action Group and also Mike Waller as well earlier. The issues being that uh, there was initially a consultation called by the Minister, Richard Wynne, in, uh, was it... Uh, July of this year, and it was down at the uh, display units, and people weren't particularly happy at the time. And then we've had another stakeholder meeting that was uh, called together by the department and City of Yarra in October, but we're still waiting for some decision to come from Richard Wynne's office. And as I say, it's five minutes to Christmas, and a decision could be made at any point without uh, the community, all the councils having any say over what uh, option A or option B gets picked.
Wonders of the West, the Setting Sun Short Film Festival, is calling for entries for its fabulous 2017 festival until the end of January. We're the largest short film festival in the West. We showcase the best films from the West and beyond. This year, we're giving away over $5,000 of prizes, including cash. All films screen at the fabulous Art Deco Sun Theatre in Yarraville. If you've got a film no more than 12 minutes long, enter now. All genres accepted. Check out our website, settingsun.com.au, a 3CR supporter. That's right. We have had the opportunity to have a say on the two options that have been put forward by the developer, as you say, option A and option B. But the community, as you also say, uh, didn't find either of those satisfactory and neither Yarra nor Burundara Council found option A or option B satisfactory either. Major problems with both of them. Yes, uh, I can recall going back to both of these meetings, Oh, you know, there was uh, especially the October one, you had a, a very packed and a very engaged audience yes. um, upstairs in the, the meeting room at Richmond Town Hall. And I don't think anyone went away with that with any type of uh, feeling of other than uh, you've got a lot of people in this room who are not happy with what's been presented to them. Now, we've, that's October. This is December. What is happening? Yes. Well, there, as you say, there's absolutely no doubt that um, neither neither the community nor the councils think that option A or option B is satisfactory, and we've communicated that to the Minister for Planning, who is the decision-maker here. And um, we have also asked, Yarra and Burundara councils have asked the Minister to have his department convene a working group to come up with a better solution, a working group comprising interested people from Yarra and Burundara, there are lots of people who've got great ideas who could improve on this design and they're the people who use it every day. So they're the ones who will know what does and doesn't work. Yeah, because there's, there's great issues. There's issues with the actual um, bridge there. Is it fit for purpose? Is it wide enough? We actually had a pretty amusing circumstance last year of someone actually trying to drive across there and that's not something you should drive oh. ever. No. no, there was actual photo of it. Someone tried to put a Subaru, I think, I believe, across it and they got wedged. Uh, but I, yeah. di- I digress. So coming into Christmas? Um... Well, the Minister is obliged to make a decision. I think the time within which a decision should have been made has passed. Mm. So there is some urgency about it. But I guess from our point of view, we want the right decision, not just a decision, and we want a better design than currently what's being planned. Mm. So, yes, a decision could be made any day, but we would hope that there would be better engagement with the councils before that happens. Because... Borandara is now working with City of Yarra on this because uh, they themselves had their own process trying to get uh, you know, something done with this impasse. And yeah. I do, and I do remember you know, some of the things that Borandara Bicycle Users Group came up with, which were quite good. But they were. Again, they, but the problem being is that the Department of Environment and oh, I always get these anagrams. Or right. land use planning. Thank you, because every time we get a new change of government, we get a new anagram. The Borondara side came up with some really good proposals. And again, there's been this silence, for what of a better thing, coming from from the planning 
ministers yeah. himself. And the thing is, you know yourself, in the last two months, we've had some massive things happen in Melbourne, just to quickly bring in the Corkman Irish pub, which absolutely incensed people right across Melbourne, where the planning permission wasn't even given. And this beautiful old pub was taken out. Any planning minister worth their salt would be very much listening to the community about what their needs and requirements are. Moving forward, what can we do, Amanda? Well, Burundara, the Mayor of Burundara and myself had a chat last week because our requests for a working group through the department have, have not been responded to yet. And with, as you say, a decision imminent, we actually decided to write jointly to the Minister for Planning asking for an urgent meeting before Christmas. Haven't had a response to that. But we also decided that we would convene our own working group to get going on this. And together we are holding a meeting of stakeholders from both sides of the river this Thursday to get started on refining what we think might be an option that would work best. Yeah, because it's kind of a decision could be imminent, but what is it? And this is the bit where the minister's got to start talking to the community and the councils and Mm. to to get a really good um, outcome because uh, we live in times where people want to make their decisions quite clear and known. And I think at the moment, again, as I just said, Previously, any planning minister worth their salt would be listening because things can change pretty damn fast. But just in closing, though, as I say to the meetings I've been to, like the one in um, at the display units earlier, mid-year, and also October, a few stereotypes that one may have had about people who lived in Kew or other side of the river were completely wrong because... I reckon the people in Kew were bolchier than the people from Yarra and Abbotsford. And we had so much in common, you know, kind of have um, views that might be a little bit different on a few things. But on this, I think the community are pretty much as one on accessibility and access and what we want in that, that important part of the Yarra River. The universal requirements, um, access to places we need and want to go to. And I think people on both sides of the river recognise what a special place it is. And they want to get from one side to the other for a range of reasons, as you know. And they also know, as we do, that this is a really big decision. It's a a crossing of regional importance. The whole location is very central to a whole lot of activities. It's only going to get busier in years to come. The decisions made now will affect lots and lots of people in the future. So it's really important to get it right. So uh, the stakeholder meeting this week will um, pu- push that forward. We look forward to getting a nice Christmas present and or decision coming from the Minister because, um, again, this is probably one of the issues in the inner suburbs to get uh, get the connectivity right because if you get it wrong, you've got a lot of unhappy people for a very long time. And, of course, these sort, these sort of things cannot be messed up. They cannot be done like this. No, no, it's been pretty. It's been pretty unfortunate the whole thing, but um, there is still an opportunity to get it right, and it's good that um, your program is pursuing it. Yeah, and so good work with uh, Yarra and Bullandara councils as well. Well, thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for your time today, Amanda, and we'll probably speak to you early in the new year. Yep. And uh, season's greetings to everyone at uh, City of Yarra, and to you too. Thanks, Chris. On so 
Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchist Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voices broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. And you are indeed listening to 3CR, 8.55am and digital. And, uh, yeah, that was an interview I did with Councillor Amanda Stone, Mayor of the City of Yarra, about the ongoing issue to do with Warmler Street and a planned uh, plaza development down there just at the intersection of Warmler and Victoria Street, which could if not properly planned, impinge greatly upon connectivity between um, Abbotsford, Kew, and anyone who wants to use that area, which is basically a very highly used area for pedestrians and cyclists. Anyway, seeing it's this time of year, I'm going to give in to all the, not the pressure, but, you know, the feeling around. And I've got this nice little song for you. It's by Nora and One Left. I think it speaks for itself. All I want for Christmas is a big red bicycle Give me one with a great big seat and fenders and a Wasn't that nice? That was uh, Nora and One Left and Big Red Bicycle Christmas, which is more about the act of going out and riding and friendship and all those lovely things you do on a bike other than crass consumerism. Anyway, that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it or my interpretation of such. Anyway, in the uh, beginning of today's show, I mentioned something about uh, the Department of Transport in America has brought out this plain language toolkit to help citizens weigh on on all types of projects, which I thought was interesting timing, considering uh, the change of regime they're going to have over there. So this is kind of like people wise up. But also I thought in perspective of things we uh, – of today's interview about Walnut Street and how to um, – See if this uh, little toolkit directly kind of uh, translates into how to engage with people or organisations. And uh, this is an article from the Atlantic in their City Lab section. So, say your State Department of Transport wants to widen a highway in your neighbourhood. It's a horrendous idea. More noise, more pollution and a bigger tear through city streets. But how do you tell them? This project's draft analysis is thousands of pages long, full of technical verbiage and uh, you'll need degrees to understand. The public forums are cage fights between cranky neighbours and engineers with jargon-studded retorts on for every possible complaint. Besides, what's the point? Um, highways coming, whether you pipe up or not, but that's not always what happens, right? Well, ideally, no. 
Today, the US uh, Department of Transport released a transportation toolkit, a plain language citizen's guide to knowing the government's process for major infrastructure uh, undertakings and how to get involved. Along with approachable graphics, flowcharts, the kit goes over the basic timelines that road, rail, bridge and aviation projects usually follow crucial concepts, entities and laws to inform these processes and the best strategies to make these citizen voices heard. Think of this as everything you want to know about transportation planning but we're afraid to ask. Now there's a bit more about that. I'll put the link in. You've got to understand it's from a US perspective. So I believe I'm going to have a little bit of a read over that with a Christmas downtime and see if it is indeed uh, amenable to like an Australian perspective. I suppose some of the timelines and stuff are similar. How do you know, got to get in early, these sort of projects and trying to uh, influence an outcome, which is interesting to do with Walmart Street because it's been going on for so long. Most people probably would only been made aware of it earlier this year. With you know, we got told from Yarrabog's perspective that the the um, the ramps down there at Walmart Street were going, but there's also a huge other um, process going on with you know VCAT and the development of that area. We all knew that the you know salter development was going to happen down there when the MFB sold off that huge site. So, yeah, it's kind of how to get in early. And um, I'll put, I guess I said, I'll put all the links up for that. Anyway, this is our last live show for the year. So, I'd like to say thank you for uh, listening in. And if you uh, would, uh, if you feel like this, please, 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 please subscribe or donate to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio so you can keep 3CR on air. Over the break, we've got a, a couple of summer specials coming up. Val and Faith have put together a show for Boxing Day and uh, it's got some poetry and uh, New Year's resolutions and the like. And um, we'll probably be back on air on, oh, let me think. I think I'll be back on air on the 15th or the 23rd. We'll double check on that. I look forward to the new year, 2017. It's been a bit of a harsh year in some respects. If you look internationally and nationally, for cycling in Melbourne, especially some of the stuff we're interested in, we've had some pretty big wins. We've finally got the whole, you know, the rush all thing has impasse up there in North Fitzroy. We've got something happening. We've got a new council in Yarra with uh, hopefully more progressive outlook on cycling because we've had a fair bit of things being stymied in the last four years. And I hope where you are, things are starting to progress well. And what I'm trying to allude to is the... Um, that the uh, act locally, think globally sort of thing. If things start to overwhelm you, start working on things you can. You know, keep your head up, keep punching. Again, look after your nearest and dearest and try and influence what you can. And also remember, always take some time out for yourself because if you don't, well, you know, you're the best person to realise who you've got to look after yourself. So some of this stuff can get pretty wearing. But Summing up, thank you for this year, thank you for your listenership, and we'll see you in 2017.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to www.3cr.org.au.